oftentimes what we find is we don't necessarily want to do something we're doing, but we do it anyway because of other people. Now, that's not a bad thing. But if you do get to the point where you're doing that on repeat and you start to get resentful or you're unhappy about it or it's hurting the relationship, you know, that there's a lot that can go into that. That's when things get a little bit weird. If you're overly agreeable, maybe you need to dial it in. Get outside your comfort zone. Say no more. If you're overly selfish or, or not agreeable in this personality trait, maybe you got to say yes more. Maybe you got to volunteer, do more for others. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1243, How to Build More Trust in Your Relationships Today. Happy Saturday for episode number 1244, Are You Putting Other People Over Yourself When You Shouldn't? So. We talked a little bit about are the good parts of you bad or are the bad parts of you good? I don't remember what the exact title was last week. This is kind of a spinoff, but a little bit different. So we're going to talk about, we'll talk about the four tendencies. Alan, you're going to talk about that and about obliging and obligers, I think, right? You're going to talk on that. So my story that made me think of this. So as you know, back in the day, Alan and I had a custom podcast studio that mm-hmm. we would go to and we would record all our episodes there and we would do some of our coaching calls there and we would interview guests and all that happy jazz. And I do miss that looking back. But we got to the point where we said, you know what, this probably isn't ideal for me to be driving an hour and Alan to be driving a half hour. It's just not sustainable. Everything's going virtual. We're just going to go virtual. So we said, all right, Saturday or Sunday, one of these days, we're going to pack up the studio and we'll throw whatever out. We'll recycle whatever we can. We'll bring stuff home and we're just going to get this thing cleaned up. So at the end of us cleaning it out, and you'll remember this, I ordered a burger because there was a a really nice burger place in the The building, the fix where we were. So I was like, well, fried pickles, fried pickles. I still had, I said, I still have a, I think the table was still there or something. And I said, I'm going to get myself I'm gonna get myself a burger. So we were doing the last run and your mom was meeting us there for something or meeting you there for something. I think she had just come back from vacation. And so she parked in front of the building and we started having a conversation with your mom. I hadn't seen your mom at that point in like, I don't know, a year, maybe more, maybe more than that. And I started to have this thought process of, all right, we're talking. I hugged her. She's telling telling us about the trip. And then the, the countdown clock in my brain starts of like, okay. The food is ready, right? It's definitely ready at this point. It's potentially getting cold. There's a, I have a little inner turmoil going on. And I understand that I am very unique, potentially very unique when it comes to my thought process and when it comes to the way I deal with these things. So this is a vulnerable story for me because I don't want anybody to take it as me being cold and calculated or rude or anything like that. But it crossed the point where I said, okay, 
if I sit here and I stay any longer in this conversation, I'm going to be doing this more for them than I am for myself. Now, obviously, I do a lot of things for other people, and sometimes that's the focus, but in this situation, it was a long day, I had an hour ride home, I just wanted to eat my burger, have my fries and my fried pickles, and call it a day, maybe watch a little YouTube on my phone while I ate, and then head home. So I said, hey mom, let me give you a hug, I gotta take off, and I was like, hey brother, much love, You know, hug it out, whatever it is, Alan bends down because he's so much taller than me, it's weird, so we're, we're hugging it out, and when I was walking down the hallway, I was literally like, I know I definitely broke rapport. I said, I'm 99% sure Alan will understand. I, I will understand if, if mom is not uh, super understanding of why I had to leave. But that's kind of what this episode is. In that moment, I felt that I didn't want to put other people above myself in that moment because it was kind of, number one, I think it was Sunday. So it was like, I want to eat and get home to Taryn. Number two, I'm fried because we just cleaned out the entire studio. You know, number three, I'm hungry and I already ordered food. So there was a lot of things going on there. But oftentimes what we find is we don't necessarily want to do something we're doing, but we do it anyway because of other people. Now, that's not a bad thing. But if you do get to the point where you're doing that on repeat and you start to get resentful or you're unhappy about it or it's hurting the relationship you know, that there's a lot that can go into that. That's when things get a little bit weird. So I am not saying be selfish and only do things for you. That is not at all what I'm saying. But I am saying if you're in this community and you resonate with this podcast, there is a potential odd that you are somebody who overpours into other cups regardless of your own. And that's what we want to talk about today. And this is the thing, and I looked this up actually before this episode, Kev. So this personality trait that you're referring to, uh, the book by Gretchen Rubin calls it an obliger, which is someone who puts the needs of others ahead of their own needs often as a habit. Mm. But in the psychology, and I've been actually going down the rabbit hole of psychology quite a bit these days, particularly with my therapist, who's also teaching me a bunch of different things, which is really cool. But anyway, so the, the psychology calls this personality trait agreeableness. And I actually looked it up and I want to read it. So what is agreeableness? Agreeableness is a personality trait that describes a person's ability to put others' needs before their own. Those are those who are more agreeable are more likely to be empathetic and find pleasure in helping others and working with people who need more help. Now, here's the thing. If you think of the personality trait agreeableness and you look at a statistical bell curve, half of the population is going to be above the middle point and the other half is going to be below the middle point. What Kevin's trying to say here essentially is that the majority of our listeners tend to be high in agreeableness. Mm. And there's a lot of pros that come with that. You're more empathetic. It even says it right there in the definition. You work better with other people. You put other others' needs above your own and you work really well on a team and you're a great support player. Here's the problem. You have a habit of putting other people's needs above your own, which makes you an awesome team player and empathetic and a wonderful human being. But when your needs are not being met consistently and sustainably and effectively, you still put the needs of others above your own. And then eventually that becomes a losing game. And so what Kevin and I try to do on this podcast is help you center up. And 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 the, the point that I want to make is that no matter where you are, if you happen to be listening and you're very low in agreeableness, you most likely are selfish, maybe too selfish. And maybe that, and again, that has pros and cons too. 
let me say that some of the pros. The pros of that are you're always going to meet your own needs. I'm thinking of someone right now who's excellent at meeting their own needs, but their partner is not happy. Their partner, and, and that's the thing, right? So the people who are overly agreeable tend to put other people's needs above their own. The people who are underly, for lack of better phrasing, agreeable, they tend to put their own needs above everyone else's. And unfortunately, the person who's overly selfish is probably kind of a loner and really good at meeting their own needs, but maybe not the best partner or maybe not the best friend or maybe not the best team player, support player. But the person who's too far on the agreeableness is also bad at meeting their own needs, which maybe they're not as successful as they could be. Maybe they're not as in shape as they could be. Maybe their relationships are great, but they struggle to meet their own goals to put themselves first. And so what Kevin and I are always trying to help everyone with is to become what what Gretchen Rubin in the book, The Four Tendencies, calls an upholder. An upholder is someone who keeps the promises to themselves and the promises they make to others. So Kevin, that moment for you, you had a goal in conflict. Yeah. Part of you wanted to oblige and be there with my mom and I, and the other part of you wanted to eat fried pickles and burgers. Yeah. And the burgers won, and that's okay. But that's also because he had been serving the needs of cleaning out the studio and wanting to get home to Taryn. And this is the thing. A lot of the a lot of the people who think selfish acts are selfish don't know the whole story. Mm. And then a lot of the people who think selfless acts are selfless also don't know the whole story. I know some people that appear very selfless that are actually very selfish. And I know some people who appear very selfish that are actually very selfless. And a lot of times the people who are appearing selfless are actually narcissists. And that's a whole nother psychological concept. But the point that I want to make here is if you're overly agreeable, maybe you need to dial it in, get outside your comfort zone, say no more. If you're overly selfish or, or not agreeable in this personality trait, maybe you got to say yes more. Maybe you got to volunteer, do more for others. And I know this to be true for my own life. I know that my agreeableness is very high. Um, I do a lot for other people. And I know that when Saturday night comes around for Emilia and I, we work every single day, six days a week. And the large majority of what we are doing is pouring into others genuinely, especially from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every single day. That's the service window. And we're pouring into others, pouring into others, pouring into others constantly through coaching and podcasting and training and speaking and events and all stuff, which is awesome. That's what we love. It's what we adore. But I'll tell you what, Saturday night comes along and I the last thing I want to do is see humans. I don't want to see a single human being. I want to go to the gym. I want it to be dark. I just I just want no human interaction whatsoever. I want to go in recluse. Emilia and I in the gym, we don't even talk. We do sign language and we have our earpods on. And we just just do our workout. And then in the evening, I just want to rest and relax. I don't want to see anyone. And there have been evenings, Kev, after a long week where we had her parents over or my parents over or whatever. And parents, my mom, my mom over. And we regretted it because it's nothing against them. It's that we, the last thing we want to do is see other people after we just spent the whole week pouring into other people. And that's not selfish. That's just, we need to fill our own cup so that we can go pour even more. And the cool thing about pouring more is that if you do it right, your cup will actually grow. If you constantly pour from an empty cup and you constantly burn yourself down serving everyone else, it's not really a sustainable game. So there's go-getters 
that are tend to be selfish, focused only on their own goals. There's go-givers, which are selfless people who go and give, give, give. And then there's grow-givers. Grow-givers grow themselves, give from that overflowing abundant cup, and then grow again, and then contribute again. So grow-givers is what I want to encourage everybody to become. And I think that I'm finally, at 34, actually feeling pretty dialed in with that. I don't feel like I'm giving at the expense of self anymore, like I used to. And I don't feel like I'm selfish by any means either. So, um, and again, I think it's important for all of us to kind of self-assess. Just meeting the people that there are to meet at Next Level Live made it worth it all on its own. Uh, everybody there is incredibly supportive. Everybody there is um, not just strong, but also vulnerable and open and also humble about how they're doing and where they're at in life, as well as where they've come from. Uh, so no, at any point, you don't feel um, intimidated or like you're lacking or like you're not as good as anybody else because everybody has been at some point where you are and everybody just wants to see each other thrive and do the best that they can. Well, it's just one of those things for me where like there's certain things that I just don't, I don't know. It's like, I'd rather be okay with just admitting to myself that I just don't want to do some things. And then from there, you can make the decision of whether or not you do them. That's kind of what it is. It's like, I don't like going to the bar. That's just not like something that fills my cup. But when Tara and I go away on vacation, like sometimes we'll find like a cute little bar to go to. But it's not something I would just like, if somebody reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to catch up? Let's meet at the bar. Like I'm not, I'm just not interested in that. For me, that's a no. It's like a, a so hard the, no. With with Taryn, that's usually something she wants to do and you are okay with obliging in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think you pick, I don't want to say pick your battles because that's not a battle. The The other thing too is like the intention behind why we're going, like we're not going to the bar to get hammered. We're going to the bar because it's like a cool, it has a cool atmosphere or it's like, you know, that we read a review about how something and it was cool. And just one of those things for me where I'm just very honest with myself about not liking certain things. That's, I just, I, and again, I understand that I'm, I'm very, I can be potentially very unique in that. I just want to get to the level where I can be honest with myself about like, I don't want to do that. What insert that is, whatever that is. It's just not something that I find pleasure in. Now, again, here's the thing. You're going to do things that don't bring you pleasure all the time. I think that's part of life. So it's it's very much what is worth, to Alan's point, obliging over. Or what are my boundaries around this thing? It, I, I just think a lot of us, we have that subconscious pressure that because somebody else wants me to do something, I must do it. And maybe, maybe the way you were raised, that is how it is. Because if you don't do something, you get punished. Or if you don't do something, you get shamed or whatever it is. Now, again, this is the interesting thing. That's not the way I was raised. For me, I was raised as like, if you want to, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like, no big deal. Don't worry about it. So I think for me, that's the way I am. And then that's almost my expectations of other people because that's my normal where other people, that's not their normal. So it's a very interesting conversation. The ultimate goal though, I just want you to have the opportunity for influence between uh, getting the op, like getting the question and saying yes or no. I just want you, if you're listening, to have more space to think about it. And like, what's your actual truth? So say somebody reaches out. Hey, I know we haven't talked in like a year, but I'm having a party and I'd love for you to be there. 
well, I have fond memories of this person. Like I, I'd like to go, but I don't want to commit to staying overnight because it could get weird. I mean, things could get weird overnight. I'm spending a lot of time with people I haven't seen. Eh, I don't really want to be there overnight. Okay, cool. Maybe that's your boundary. Your boundary is yes, I will come, uh, but I'm going to bring my own car and I want to make sure I have the opportunity to leave whenever I want. Cool. That's great. Maybe for you, your boundary is I don't want to do this at all. And then the person pushes back and says, come on, you know, we haven't seen each other in so long. You might say, you know what, honestly, that ain't for me. I don't want to do it. So yeah, I just want you to have the opportunity to say no if it's aligned, but uh, if it's not aligned. But again, there is also that expectation of you can't say no all the time. Like what is the, what is the, the right balance of that? Well, I think, and this will be the last part of this, but I think this is really important. Every relationship that you have in your life is with someone who has certain core values and certain things they care about. And what's a good example of this? If you have a friend who is constantly upset with you when you say no to things, if you choose to continue that friendship, you're also choosing them being upset with you or right. you're going to have to do things you don't want to do. And I think that I'm more aware of all this than I used to be. I, I didn't understand this, but, and I'll give you an example. I had a friend reach out and say, hey, have you RSVP'd to the wedding yet? And they actually just posted all the photos. And these are people I grew up with. And this is a person who was literally a neighbor of mine. I know his family. I mean, it's just a really good person who I've always liked. I've had so much fun with this person. And I said, honestly, I'm not going to make it down to Florida this this week. You know, I'm not going to go. And he's like, oh, no worries. I'll, I'll reach out next time I'm up north. And he's one of those people who luckily is not shaming or guilting anyone for not coming to his wedding. He's not a very egocentric person. So that's awesome. But I do have some other people that I've said no to their weddings. And I know that they've really harbored some some negative feelings about that. And I think the old me would have been like, ah, that's that's annoying. That's frustrating. That sucks. I think the the wiser part of me understands that those friendships are built on things they value that I am not going to be able to uphold because the things that I'm focused on are very, very, very different. And I think the more mature, wiser part of me gets that now. It doesn't change the fact that it sucks, mm-hmm. um, but it does change the fact that if I'm choosing to have a friendship, I also am choosing sort of to have a sort of unwritten contract, so to speak, of what that friendship will actually be. And now I'm much more intentional about the friendships that I choose to sort of embark on. And I think that for our listeners, same deal. I mean, in an ideal world, everyone would love everyone unconditionally, but that's not practical. It's not real. Everything has conditions. Even an intimate relationship that's monogamous, there's a condition. We are monogamous. So, you have to kind of understand that every relationship has these sort of unwritten rule books associated with them. Even Kevin and I, I went to his wedding, but I didn't go to the after party because it was at a bar. So, and again, I didn't necessarily have to go to your wedding, but I wanted to. And actually one of the ironic thing is the reason I wanted to is because I didn't have to, which is cool. Mm. But the point is, is that if you want to have relationships, if you want to be on a team or have a career, there's going to be obligations. If you have a job, you know that. You don't get paid unless X, Y, Z, and that's just the way it works. So um, very powerful thing. The only thing that I would say is check in on your agreeableness. Are you too high or too low for what you want out of life? Very well said. Very well said. Thanks, brother. We've talked about that thought of are you the kind of friend that you want to be? Like that's 
again, that's a tough episode because it's gonna it sounds a certain way, but it's that's kind of what it is. Is look, I don't, I'm not necessarily the type of friend who, you know, is gonna see you every weekend. That's just not it's not who I am. And I that's the other interesting thing is I would never sign up for that at this point. You don't want to come over this weekend or? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for you, I would. Yeah, but. You know, not every weekend. You're not going to want to see me every weekend. You see me five times a week as it is. I was, I was joking. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but even, even as an example, like uh, Taryn asked me last week, she's like, "Hey, there's, there's some sort of like chocolate festival or something in New Hampshire Saturday. Would you want to go?" And I was like, uh, "Chocolate and you? Yeah, I'm in." I said, yeah. "But there's a huge UFC on. I'd love to be home for that. Is that a line?" She said, "Yeah, that is a line. You're good." Very so, important question. Most important question. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? See, I don't... A, a favorite is milk chocolate, for sure. Yeah. Anybody who says dark chocolate... I mean, dark chocolate's healthier, quote-unquote, but that's not why I eat chocolate. I've come around. I, it's I, a dark? Oh, yeah. I like yeah. dark, but I like milk better. Same. It's got dark more with caramel, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Big fan Tony, of Tony... Tony... Uh, Tony... What's... Uh, Chocoloni, Chocoloni, whatever it is. I don't know why I point at you. I'm sorry. Uh, Disrespect. Tony Baloney? Something like that. That's also, you might not know this. Maybe you do. Did you find out from Emilia about this? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she knows. It's it's sustainable and slave-free chocolate. I like that. It's It's also delicious. It is also delicious. I think it's... Chocobloni, but there's a lot that goes into chocolate production. If you haven't watched it, Tara and I watched a documentary on it. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's heavy. Okay. Next level nation. As you know, April 1st, 2023, it's going to oh, be yeah. Alan and I on stage in the crowd, just hanging with the people we love. That's you. If you're part of this community, it's going to be an experience. Again, it's not a lecture. We're not speaking at you. We are creating an opportunity for growth. We are creating an opportunity for transformation. And it will be live in person uh, in person in Worcester, Massachusetts. In April person. 1st, 2023. Everything you need to know is in the show, show notes. <laughs> We'd love to see you. Now, I hope you don't screw this up. The pressure's live, on. <laughs> live and in person. In person. Person. Uh, we will be speaking on self-awareness. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, self-awareness. Nice. We will be speaking on relationships, and we will be speaking on how to achieve your dreams, what it's really going to take. And it'll be, to Kevin's point, it'll be a experience, and it'll be in person. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, man. I'm just joking. If I had a nickel for every time I misspoke, right? Well, let's okay, see what let's you hope got. I don't screw mine yeah, up. Yeah, let's see what Ready? you got here. here. we go. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, let's do it. February. Nope. I already screwed it up. <laughs> March 2nd. 2023 march 2nd is that true march 2nd i have no idea first yes. thursday of march yeah i know good. that for sure sounds real first thursday of march sounds real first thursday of march we are going to have our monthly meetup and it's going to be on the three big things holding you back from success i don't think human beings talk about success enough of course i'm biased in that i love success and i don't mean success just in terms of wealth or career i mean effectively achieving what's important to you That's what success means, achieving what's important to you, your dream relationship, having a magnificent intimate relationship, having the physique of your dreams, having the energy you want, having the business of your dreams. All of that is the word success. So a lot of people have a negative connotation with the word success, understandable. 
but I don't think we talk about it enough. If we talked more about success, we would be more successful. And, and I mean holistically, not just in terms of your career, although that as well. So join us. It's a monthly meetup. You can keep your camera off and participate not at all, or you can participate a ton. They really are what they sound like. They're meetups. We want to meet the community. You can talk, you can engage, you can ask questions, you can be in the chat. We have an assistant coach in there. We've got a virtual event coordinator. Sometimes we have warriors in there, which is examples of people from the community going through stuff. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Join us. The link to register will be in the show notes. Kevin is losing The, the reason I'm, I'm laughing is because the longer something like that goes, the higher the likelihood that you will take it off the rails. Not you, the, the collective you. So I was waiting for Alan to wrap it up because I was like, he's really... It's almost like, you you know, the longer you hold a wheelie, the more likely you are to flip off the handlebars. Oh, you yeah, did definitely. You, you crushed it. Strong work. Thank you, brother. If I Thank heard you. this podcast and I was like, I've never heard of this before, I would attend that meetup. Nice. Well, that's good news. Would I stay? I don't know. I might just show up and leave. I don't know. But I would attend. What if I said there was chocolate? I would stay. Perfect. Depending on how long I would have to stay for. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1245. One easy way to start increasing your self worth. So, as you know, we've talked at length about the difference between self worth and self belief, which was something that Emilia really helped Alan understand. Alan helped me understand that. So, what can you do to build your self worth? There are many things, but we will talk about one easy way to start, especially if it's something that is very difficult for you. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans, we have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.